Hey, what's up, everyone? It's been a while, as always. Definitely have had a hard time being consistent uh, talking with you, but yeah, we're back in action. The Taiwan On Show, coming in hot. So, what you drinking today? How's your life? Taiwan On, living it to the best you can? I hope you are. I'm sure doing my best as uh, as best I can. Uh, currently, I'm drinking some H2O. It's pretty early in the morning here. Sanibel Island. I hope your morning's as beautiful as mine or better. But what you up to? I've been up to, uh, I guess, not much besides just working, and I've recently uh, finalized some of my recent goals I want to attain um, the next year. So uh, that's exciting. Um, decided uh, whenever I want, whenever I move. Um, and, and, uh, leave this job that I'm currently in, uh, I plan on getting a house. I've recognized that right now, with basically having no expenses because of the lovely person I work for, uh, and this great job I have, um, is going to enable me to, uh, potentially save up for a home and have the best ease of entry, uh, to get into the housing market, because I've definitely recognized over the years that the real estate market is so important to get in quite fast and uh, to to help you gain wealth. And I think uh, I think me trying to get in there the the easiest as possible um, is the smartest way to go. So I've recently decided that Lexi and I have Lexi, my girlfriend and I have been discussing, you know, where exactly and. I mean, some advice from some people on exact locations to look for. But, um, yeah, it's definitely rough. It's hard to work with someone, um, like, like, uh, I guess it's not hard to work with someone. I guess Lexi and I have been really working on how to communicate with each other and how to both understand what each of us are saying, observe, or absorb it, and, uh, and know just how to uh, comprehend each other and work with each other. So her and I have been really trying to work at that. And at first I wasn't really um, leaning on exactly where I want to look. And it was quite stern because I just want to be uh, with people that I know. Um, which The funny thing is she's saying the same thing. And some of those locations are not exactly where I was looking. So I'm starting to be more open-minded on the exact location. And yeah, I guess the biggest question mark I've been trying to answer exactly is what job to go for. I know uh, if I get in the more into the IT realm, it definitely has more uh, projected, uh, I guess, growth in regards to pay as well as the types of jobs, as well as enables me to have the flexibility potentially with having a remote job in that field. So. I'm definitely pushing more towards that, but currently I'm doing this internship in wealth management as well as banking, so we'll see how that goes as well. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be looking to get more in-depth in the IT field, because I think it just fits more exactly what I'm pushing for in life, which is flexibility. Um, very good pay, especially in the cybersecurity realm. So, yeah, so trying to decide on that, but I'm just trying to take these opportunities that I'm given and just see how they go, you know what I mean? And, of course, I definitely want to start a real estate company, purchase my first house, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and uh, pay uh, plan on paying rent. Lexi and I both individually paying rent to it. So, uh, yeah, first we were having a little bit of a debate on, uh, you know, the the house is just in my name and, um, and kind of the consequences of that. But uh, it's just how to compre- uh, I guess, uh, compromise with Lexi, and uh, you know, recognize that this is not forever. This is just the first home that you could still benefit off of, um, even though you're not part of the company. But you could still benefit from this home in the future for sure, as well as her and I can still do business deals in the future on real estate. We could both be a part of it. Um, we could both search to find homes. I thought about since she's a nurse and she'll only work pretty much three days a week that she can travel during the week whenever I can't to go see these cool places around the U.S. Um, and then while she's doing that, she could be looking at housing and stuff like that. So that could be a pretty a cool idea and a great way for her and I potentially to just do business together um, and just do real estate deals. So yeah. That's some of the things I've been up to. Always, you know, thinking of the next step, planning forward, and trying to, I guess, create more of a foundation to the life that I would like to live. And it definitely involves flexibility and, um, I guess, not that much control over me. Something that enables me to be able to be more flexible. And, um... Yeah, but I guess the house is definitely going to affect that. But I do want to be stationary somewhere and start being, um, yeah, I guess, I don't want to say just like being an adult, but just uh, just growing and uh, being able to just be in one spot and be secure for the first time in a long time for me and having set goals of what to do, like bettering the house, um, being better at my job, working on this show, is focusing on those three things and hopefully also I could do Muay Thai and focus on developing myself as an athlete and as a fighter because I really miss fighting for sure uh, makes me want to go back to Maryland <laughs> that might be one of the only few reasons but I would ever want to go back there but I really miss those people in, in Baltimore uh, with Mike Mike's a great coach and yeah, definitely love those people over there. So what else have I been up to? Um, I recently got into uh, coloring my nails, painting my nails. For some re- reason, I've always been, uh, not, I wouldn't say always, but recently I've been, I guess, interested in maybe painting my nails. Because for a few reasons, one, I think that I, oddly enough is to say, especially as a dude, um, which, what what does that even mean? But, um, you know, I think they are pretty. I have this very pretty blue on. I think it brings out my eyes and my features on my face. As weird enough as it is to say. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked, it was kind of fun doing them. It was very difficult. They definitely don't look very good. It's so hard because they take forever to dry. And uh, I got, like, marks on my left hand, I think, from sleeping from my bed. But I'm kind of nervous to see what people think about them. I'm usually someone who, to not care what people's thoughts are. But, you know, I guess the, uh, um, I guess 
I guess I'm just, I guess, afraid to see what people say, um, especially with some people that I'm around at times are uh, kind of old-fashioned in a sense, nothing wrong with that, but I guess I'm just seeing, I guess I'm, I guess I'll see their uh, perception. Because to me, I don't think, because I don't really just identify with my nail polish in the sense of, like, this is just me. So, like, I don't want it to hinder um, people's quick perceptions of me. Um, but honestly, I mean, it's a part of me, I guess, now. And, I mean, I think they look pretty. I got a compliment yesterday at Seven Eleven, which I thought was fun. This uh, lovely woman at the cash register gave me a compliment on the color. And uh, I thought it was it was very nice. I haven't really ever gotten a compliment in public. I think that was the first time. So I thought that was very sweet. Or I drank this energy drink. You know, Ghost. Ghost is some of the best fucking energy drinks for sure. They have, for some, somehow they create texture in those things. I wouldn't say they're grainier, but there's some sort of thickness to the Ghost energy drinks and they're fucking fire. I think their flavors are amazing. Especially the Warheads, their Sour Warhead one. And that's the cool thing. They have like Swedish Fish and other ones that go off of brands of um, snacks like Sour Patch Kids. Stuff like that. And I think they're so good. But damn, did it fuck me up. Dude, I think I have some sort of hypersensitivity to caffeine now. Because damn, I consumed that bad girl, went to go lift. I literally had to stop lifting weights because I was so antsy and anxious. And just went on one of these machines and just did a burnout of a workout. Like 38 minutes just straight on it. Just fucking pounding it. And then I ended up having to just run later. Um, just to uh, get more energy out. I was like, damn. Just, I don't know. <laughs> energy drinks, gosh, they taste so good. And gosh, they can sometimes do wonders to your brain. But fuck, are they terrible for you sucralose in there tearing down that gut of yours i guess within moderation am i right like everything else like everything else but what else do i got um any cool stories not really i uh i found i went to this cool cigar lounge the other day and i think it's just called the cigar lounge in four myers it's connected to a mall really cool place you know as you guys might know that cigars are my vice and i try not to smoke them too much just due to my minor asthma as well as just not good for you at all but the place was really cool they served beer and a little bit of some wine um and it was a fun place bartender was great uh woman next to me was wild and trying to have fun (laughs) Me, I'm, I'm definitely a guy that, uh, that doesn't like to go to rowdy places. I like more quiet atmosphere that's chill, watch some TV, and that's a cool place to be. And the place was so circulated, so I try not to breathe in the cigar as much as possible at all. And it's so nice that I was in a place that I was just going to absorb it. Um, because then afterwards, I really didn't feel like my lungs felt much of smoke, so that was quite exciting. But, yeah, it was a cool place. I don't remember the exact. I got something seven cigar. Apparently, it was more of a local 
thing, so I thought to get it. <laughs> it's the same thing with, um, you know, beer. You always try to go local. I don't know why. It's just like that ego thing. Like, I got to try the local cuisine, um, which is always fun. And I don't even know if there is a local cuisine in Florida. I think that might just be um, either people or alligator. <laughs> but I saw this one article. It was like, Florida man survives alligator attack and was on his own for like four or five days. Something like that. Let me see if I can find it real fast. I texted it to my girlfriend. And I was just like, bro, this is the most Florida fucking thing. And that's the sad thing, because I really do enjoy Florida. I think there's so much beauty to Florida and so much diversity and a lot of cool shit. But, God, there's a lot of crazy fucking fucks here. So, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I had to fight, fight. This is in USA Today. Florida man survives in swamp for three days after losing arm to alligator. Uh, Eric Murda has just finished a maintenance job for a sprinkler company when he decided to spend a few days in um, Mantine Fish Camp in Macaw City, Florida. He was swimming for almost three hours in a lake, trying to get back to his van after getting lost. So he looked over and saw an eye of an alligator. The 43-year-old Sarasota, Florida man panicked and tried escaping, but nearly seven-foot alligator grabbed a hold of his forearm and would not let go. Damn, this guy's fucked up. So he spent three days trying to find help. His flies swarmed with the open wound on his right arm. He would survive. Um, he would survive by eating flowers and drinking handfuls of muddy lake water. Jesus fucking criminy. <laughs> Jeez, he followed power lines trying to get back to the swamp. Most nights he slept in water three inches deep. Murda finally made it to a barbed wire fence where he found a bystander who was able to call for help. The emergency response. Imagine that person. Imagine just looking to your right. You're just doing a morning walk. You're with your little dog, Sally. Little Corky. And you're just walking along, and you hear this fucking maniac to your right behind a fence. Just one arm, just screaming with flies everywhere, and muddy water dripping down his face. How, how freaky would that be? Holy shit. Okay, and he lost his arm, obviously, because the gator got him. But where was this man swimming for? What, was, what did they say? He was swimming for, I don't know, a certain amount of time. Like, where the fuck are you swimming? Why are we swimming with alligators still? Those things are gosh darn dinosaurs. And obviously they're going to come for you if you're around. And the shitty thing is, is that once they bite you, they'll fucking spin you around and just drag you to the bottom of the water and just start twisting you over. How scary would that be? Gosh, this guy literally lost his whole limb. How is he smiling in this photo? Jesus, fuck. Well, that's riveting. I don't have any uh, philosophical topics. I would like to talk about judgment one of these days, but I don't have enough time to do a podcast to talk about judgment, sadly. I was, uh, I'll talk about it in another podcast, but I just thought it was interesting after looking at... Uh, 
So I go to Planet Fitness, and they have a judgment-free zone. I guess I could quickly just talk about the topic, just to kind of talk it out. I mean, I guess the proposed question that I'm providing is, like, ju- is judgment good or bad? Because a, uh, a lot of groups today are pushing against any judgment at all. Just, you know, these tribal groups that people create in the fucking world, especially in this U.S., that, uh, you know, are trying to create the safest of places, and you know, they all have good intentions, but also I think a lot of the stuff's very unrealistic of what they're trying to attain, and I don't think they're trying to attain it correctly with how they're going about it, especially using force and trying to cancel and using, um, basically doing what other people have done to them and just the opposite or in just a different way so it's just like uh it's like basically power grabbing who wants the power and currently there's groups out there with power of just you know you can't judge anything and i guess the thing i want to propose is like when is judgment okay and when is it not you know like what is yeah because we all know that we create heuristics in our brains of situations that, for example, put us in fight or flight. Like, whenever, you know, let's say someone comes up and fucking decks you in the face, you're going to judge them thinking this guy is an absolute asshole and I need to protect myself. But the fact that you think that this guy's a mean asshole because they punched you in the face, I feel like is quite reasonable. But this is the thing, it's like, for people, it's like picking and choosing what judgments are appropriate is what people do today, especially all these, all these groups. It's like, people are deciding what judgment can you make and which ones can you not make. What's are appropriate, what's not appropriate. And it's like, um, you know, you don't want to judge people by just surface level shit, right? Um, but you know, you still have to learn what judgments are okay and what's not. So I think there's a fine line to these things. And I don't think it's just black and white. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people, especially my age, and something that I'm terrible with, is like just doing things very binary. Like just black and white. Um, And yeah, like there's always an answer to something. I think at times people my age and younger people have a hard time recognizing that there is no 100% right answer about what's not is right. What's not right is forcing people to think a specific way and forcing them to basically comply. And I think whenever they destroy the ability to not have an open conversation, open train of thought, and just staying logical is when things get scary because then people are going based upon fear and emotion and aren't really exactly there. So... I think a lot of my age group is really doing that. And I think the pandemic's only enhanced it. And yeah, so I guess that's me quickly talking about the whole judgment thing. I am a firm believing believer in that judgment can be okay. Like even in the gym, I mean, you have to judge yourself. There's a reason why you're at the gym, right? You are judging yourself. Um, you're constantly judging yourself, and that's a good thing. It's just how you judge yourself is important. Some can be good, some can be bad. So, um, you know, it's not good just to take away all judgment, right? Because <laughs> then where would we be, you know? We aren't judging each other. You wouldn't really have any friends, or would you? I guess you would judge someone because you would like them, so you're judging them in a positive way. 
So I guess which judgment's good or bad? Because by making the blanket statement, which obviously Planet Fitness doesn't mean anything from it. They're just fucking creating a slogan, wanting people who are fucking um, new lifters, fat, and someone that doesn't like these gyms that um, there's a lot of ripped-looking people that go to, um, that they might feel insecure. They're trying to create a place for that. But... um, you know, I think it fits a need. Does it really solve a problem? I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess, especially a lot of new lifters. I guess forever, it's okay that we compare ourselves to others, but it's exactly what we do with that and why we're doing it is very important because we shouldn't be, you know, wishing that we are these other people, but we should still use other people as standards to help us live better lives, right? Like, for example, I want to be as open-minded and as good of a conversationalist as Joe Rogan is. But doesn't mean I want to be him, you know, like, um, you know, I want to be, yeah, I want to be as considerate he is. I want to be as sincere. I want to be as funny, all these things. Like I can look up to someone and judge myself, uh, on that. And, um, you know, just understand that each of us have our own standard and our own ceilings is very important. So I think it's exactly why you're judging and how you're doing it is very important but the fact of doing it is okay but those two variables really have to have more of a positive outlook and good reasoning behind it all so yeah that's the quick little philosophical conversation let's see if i have any other articles that we can quickly talk about um i was i usually send lexi uh specific articles that help that are quite fascinating i think she'd be interested in as well as me, so I can help just maintain them for the podcast. It was one about space. It's in the Smithsonian. It's by Will Sullivan. The title reads, Scientists Discover a Planet with the Potential to Support Life, which obviously blows my fucking brain because I'm waiting for someone to find with this James Webb telescope. Goddamn, just a piece of grass out there in the ether. Or out there in the in the atmosphere or just somewhere just fucking grass i want something that just represents life so um okay so it orbits a, a small cold star about a hundred light years from earth astronomers have observed a pair of exoplanets about a hundred light years uh, from earth and they say one which has never been seen before is a strong candidate for supporting life the outer planet is the inner edge of what is called the uh, habitable zone, a bit like Earth is. Who studies? Uh, this is that was what this guy said. Um, a planet in a star's habitable zone could have the conditions necessary for liquid water to exist on its surface. While the exoplanets discovered in habitable zones so far, this one. Um, is the second best candidate for hosting life by this guy's calculations. The team details their findings as a forthcoming paper in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics. The promising planet is about 40% larger than Earth and orbits its star roughly once every 8.5 days. According to a press release, based on its size, we expect the planet to be rocky. 
This author said, we have not yet found exoplanets as small as 1.4 Earth radii that are not rocky. She or he tells Inverse that the planet is also probably tidally locked to its star, meaning that it's always daytime on one side and always night on the other. It's only 3.7 million miles from its sun, which Earth orbits 93 miles from ours. So it must be pretty fucking hot there if it's only 3.7 million miles from its sun. And we're 93 miles. Despite its proximity to its star, it orbits the exoplanet. Uh, Could still have suitable conditions for life, says this person that's a co-author. That's because the planet's sun is only half the temperature of ours, and it's roughly six point times smaller. So I guess for the fact that it's smaller, makes it half the temperature? I don't quite understand if it's closer, even if it's smaller. You would think that, you know, if an ant's small, like, closer to the fucking sun, it doesn't make it, I guess, colder because it's closer, because it's smaller, compared to if a person's closer to fire. But then again, I guess how much body heat is that sun, is that ant producing? But then I don't think the earth produces heat, does it? I'm not sure. I guess it probably does, right? Like, it has lava and shit in it, so why would it not produce heat? Still, some traits might work against the planet's potential habitability. It is larger than Earth. I thought I just said it's smaller. Oh, that's because the planet's sun is only half the temperature of ours, and it's roughly six more times smaller. Fuck, my bad. It's talking about the sun, not the planet. Damn it! It's on me. Still, some traits might work. That makes sense now. But uh, still, some traits might work against the planet's potential habitability. It is larger than Earth, and it might be receiving a high level of radiation from orbiting closer to its star, which are both points against its hosting life. To discover the exoplanet, the researchers used telescopes from a project called Speculos, or Search for Habitable Planet Eclipse. First, uh, they observed this distant solar system and confirmed the existence of another planet in it, which has first been spotted by NASA's Transiting Exoplanet Survey, or TESS, according to Inverse. That planet was too close to its star to support life, but by continuing the search, they revealed the second most promising planet, Inverse reports. TESS spots planets by measuring stars' light levels, when a planet passes between a star, da 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 da, da um, Okay, the second one is, okay. Next, scientists hope to use the James Webb Telescope to find out what makes up the planet's atmosphere, if it has one at all. Interesting. So this was spotted by, I think, TESS is what they're saying. And not by the James Webb Telescope. That big-ass telescope suite that was... It's worth, like, billions of dollars that we put up in space. It's going to be crazy to see a documentary on that thing one day, but that thing is finding some good shit. But okay, so that's some news. Potential, you know, planet with Earth. I mean, or with uh, life. I guess once we find somewhere, what does that exactly mean? It's going to be cool to see the whole philosophical as well as scientific... uh, 
you know, interest in this whole thing once once we do have that place. And do we go visit it? Do we try to then, is it better than Mars to try to create another planet? Be interesting to see. Be interesting to see. And then hopefully one day, maybe if we break the speed of light, we could be able to travel to these places so much faster. Um, and gosh, we need to talk about I think I've talked about it on my podcast before. But like, just ways to break the speed of light. Like, it's how to emulate. Like, I wonder if there's... I don't know, like, a quick thought experiment I have of how to do it would be... You have to somehow emulate cause and effect by not... Like, you have to... You basically have to move, but then move through time without moving... Or, it's like, I don't know, uh, it's so hard to explain. Gosh, I'm not thinking very well on it. But we should go over that some of these, one of these days, and just go over just ideas. Maybe Google, what are ways to break speed of light? Maybe I'll do a podcast on that, and just do a little alien podcast or something. But, I think that's pretty much all we have today. It's kind of what I'm up to. Um, I also didn't share, I guess, something I've been up to. I recently did a temperament study or temperament survey of what what temperament am I? Apparently, I am a mastermind, or a rational mastermind, which is like 1% to 2% of people. They are indigenous, or ingenious, excuse me. <laughs> they are, well, maybe indigenous. Um, they are ingenious, planning, willful, utilitarian, systematic, self-confident. They are, uh, have the ability to organize ideas into structures and work hard to create those structural improvements, highly independent, loyal to organizations, and the ideas you create for improving conditions. Definitely someone who needs time by yourself so you can think of ideas and act on your own problem-solving ideas. So true, you can do your best work in unstructured situations. So fucking true. Your capabilities often push you into management or leadership positions that you find uncomfortable or stressful. Fuck yeah. You become frustrated and stressed when you view your superiors' incompetence. You are convinced that your right way is the highway. Your way is is the right way, for sure. Definitely do that. There's pros and cons. This whole thing that I did, which is called a a Kersley test, I think. I think it's K-E-I-R-S-E-Y... Test. test what temperament you are. Different temperaments are... Um, what are they? Artisan, guardian, idealist, rational. Lexi's a guardian. She's factual, cautious, respectable. Dependable, law-abiding, concerned, steady, logical. Um, yeah. What's interesting is they don't really portray feeling or um, interpretation on all these. Like... Uh, like, whether it's good or bad to be these specific things, which I kind of like. It's just a neutrality of just stating exactly what it is. Because I think there's a lot of issues with mine, potentially, that's very unlikable to people, and I guess they do say that. Um, but uh, just terms to describe it once is ingenious, calm, innovative, logical, curious, independent, pragmatic, strategic. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I did it because... My boss insisted I do it to kind of see what temperament I am, to kind of look at what careers I want to get into, uh, at least to finalize it. And I guess, you know, it does state which ones and what jobs to get into. 
and there are ones that like uh like which ones like computer system analyst uh computer and information systems manager it says professor physics investment banker uh budget analysis lawyer contracts mathematician medical student yeah catch me never being a mathematician fuck that architect civil engineer financial analyst so i guess the routes that i'm currently going are like that this computer science route or then the investment banker financial analyst route so yes we'll see we'll see i need to finalize definitely the path to go down because if i need to get into better it roles i need to get more certs more certs i need to get at least one and i'm thinking about getting my security plus so i'm planning on doing that bro my eyebrows look fire today i got my eyebrows done yesterday they look really good but, uh, yeah, I swear I'm turning more feminine by the day. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, I like a lot of, like, I like looking good. So that's pretty huge with me. Um, but yeah, definitely a little bit of a, a diverse dude. Definitely have a lot of very uh, testosterone, old male masculine mentality which is a lot of great things to that but then also have some new feminine aspects to me as well that i think makes me quite well rounded you know the nose ring to like the longer hair the nail polish but hey i'm gonna do me and fuck everyone else who doesn't like it right fuck it well i appreciate you for listening i hope your time went on hope you're living your best life and i'll see you soon and also, I'll record a video next time. I'm trying to get a new camera and a new microphone and stuff. So hopefully we can make this thing a little bit better. So thanks. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. We keep tying one on. Later.